0: All right, well, good morning, everyone, family and friends. Uh, Welcome back to another exciting episode of What's Happening in Ukraine. Uh, It is February 24th, uh, actually afternoon already here in Ukraine. And um, I know we've been getting a lot of texts and emails from people who are concerned. We are concerned. Uh, with what's going on and so I decided that I wanted to do another update here and just kind of fill you in on the situation as we see it and as you know on the things that we know here on the ground. So this morning a little after 5 a.m local time Kelsey and I were awakened by a phone call from a missionary friend in Kiev and on that call he said that he had heard two explosions that were very loud and that their family was planning to evacuate. So of course we hopped out of bed and I immediately. Switched on my computer, started looking at the news, and sure enough, saw the, the terrible news of Russia's invasion. And if you've been reading or watching the news in the hours uh, since then, then you know the basics also, and that is that Russia has, in fact, invaded Ukraine. Um, what that will mean in the long term, how far they will go, uh, even some uh, aspects of the, of the picture right now on the ground are difficult to tell. Um, but I want to give an overview of the things that we do know, the things that we're able to observe. Now, as a preface to that, I want to also stress that we are in the middle of an active conflict, and that means that things are changing very fast. Um, there is also a lot of disinformation that's being spread on purpose. Uh, some of that, of course, is Russian operatives spreading disinformation. Some of that is just people who are panicked and who are sharing things they see on social media. So of course, not everything that's out there is, um, is true. And really, as is so often the case, I think truth is best found by aggregating a variety of sources, and that sort of ty- that kind of gives you a better uh, a better broad uh, picture there. So, like so many, we are following the major news outlets. We're also on some Twitter and Telegram channels, watching those. Um, we're listening to the official news from the Ukrainian government sources, and in addition to that, we're also staying in close contact with friends and colleagues across Ukraine. We have people in that we know who are in Kiev. Uh, We have a a friend who's as far east as Dnipropetrovsk and we've been texting and communicating with them throughout the day and trying to just um, keep eyes and ears on the situation and get a feel for how it's developing. So with that said, here are the basics as we understand them at the moment. Russia has targeted military sites with missile strikes across the country. Um, and I'm going to try to post a, a picture of the latest map that I've been shown to our blog. Um, but if you look at that map, you can see strikes Everywhere, Pretty much every major oblast has had missile strikes, and three of those that I know of have actually been in the Lviv oblast, uh, but not in or near Lviv proper. So oblasts in Ukraine, or you might think of them loosely like um, states in America, so there are military installations in our oblast some distance from the city, and three of those that I know of have been hit today by rockets or missiles. Um, those have apparently been far enough that we've not been able to hear them from the city, but I'm told that those did occur. Uh, the bottom line, though, is that explosions have, re- have been reported uh, all over the country, many of them filmed. If you've watched news, you've probably seen or heard some of them. Um, and as I said, we've not heard or seen any directly here in Vie from where we live, although the air raid sirens have sounded here two or three times. Um, I want to mention that we have multiple underground shelters, quite a lot actually in Lviv. Uh, Some of that is due to the fact that because of Lviv's uh, kind of like medieval architecture, uh, especially in the center, almost every building has some kind of an underground vault or whatever. There are a number of parking garages and things like that. In fact, there's a fairly modern office building that has a large underground parking garage right across the street from where we live. Um, So there are a lot of uh, shelters and options there should the need arise. Another point to know, uh, if you don't already, is that Ukraine's airspace is currently closed and therefore commercial air travel uh, directly to or from Ukraine is not possible at the moment. Now, as I stated before in our last recording, um, I actually think that air evacuation in this case would be unwise. I wouldn't use it if I could. Um, We would opt for a land-based evacuation if it comes to that. Now, there have also been various reports of Russian tank and troop incursions at various points uh, across the border. Um, these would be cities like Kharkiv, the two eastern regions that we've been talking about, Donetsk and Luhansk. Also, I've heard of amphibious landings south uh, coming up from, uh, well, landings in Odessa, but then also troops coming up from the Crimean Peninsula uh, into Kherson, which is a major city down there. And also um, uh, Mariupol is a, is a little further north, northeast. Um it's it's hard sometimes to know which of these reports are accurate even on the ground in real time of course those kind of events can sway back and forth quickly um we, there was recently a, uh, a press conference um, from President Zelensky this morning, or around lunchtime, I think, and then there was a and a session afterwards that was conducted by another Ukrainian official, and he stated that there had also been several smaller scale incursions from the north, from Belarus, but that these had been repelled. And the way he described these was, you know, two, three tanks and some infantry coming across, but then meeting opposition from the Ukrainian forces and then pushing back and retreating back up into uh into belarus Um, of course we're told that the ukrainian military is still fighting and fighting well Um, you can take that with a grain of salt but i believe it i I think these these are people who have a reason to fight Uh, they're not the aggressors they're defending their home against the aggressor um and we've known for a long time that if it came to it they would fight to defend their land and of course we are praying for their safety and success as they defend ukraine i also i also want to mention that for the time being all utilities and other city services here in lviv are operating as normal we have light heat water internet and cell service Um, in general now i have not moved about the city much today we're trying to stay close to home But in general, I would say that calm still prevails in Lviv. In fact, I would say that based on what I've seen from various news reports, I would say that's largely the case in other cities as well. Um, There's not pandemonium in the streets. Um, Yes, there are lines at ATMs. Uh, We went to the grocery store earlier this morning across the street from us. It was really crowded with people buying up lots of things. Um, but there's not panic. There's not chaos and crowds in the streets and all that stuff. People are calm. Things are, at the moment, still functioning normally here in Lviv. So that's kind of a snapshot of the major events as we uh, can observe them right now. Now, at that point, at this point, I want to come to another question that I'm sure is on many people's minds in that as well. Given what's happened, you know, Russia has now invaded. So are you guys leaving Ukraine? Um, And of course, the answer is in the long term, we don't know. But I can say at the moment, the answer is not yet. Now, we may leave. And if that becomes necessary, we do have a plan. We talked about that a little bit last time. Um, I think that would involve a ground evacuation to one of five countries to our west. Uh, Most likely that would be Poland just because it's closest. But depending on circumstances, we could go further southwest to something like Romania. Um, however, right now we feel that for our family, it is more prudent to shelter in place. Part of that is because at the beginning of a conflict like this, so much is unknown and there's so much potential for danger simply because of panic and, um, uh, crowds and things like that. I've not been out, but I'm told that a lot of the major highways, uh, leading out of the big cities are jammed with traffic. Uh, And I really don't want to get in my van and go out there with my kids and just sit for hours uh, in a traffic jam, wondering if, and when we'll get through. Lviv is quiet. The bombs are not falling here. Um, and so for the moment, we're sheltering in place to wait and see. Um, in fact, uh, talking about traffic jams and evacuations, uh, at least one missionary we know of, the, the guy that called me this morning, he and his family are on their way, as far as I understand it, on their way now here to Lviv. So a lot of people will be moving from more eastern locations in Ukraine to the west, to Lviv, or you know, some perhaps on to, to evacuate the country completely. We also know some missionaries here in Lviv this morning who made the decision to evacuate to Poland, and I want to stress that we fully support them in this decision. We, we are staying put for the time being, but we certainly don't judge or condemn anybody else that feels that for the safety of their family, the best thing is, is to leave. We feel that's like a very personal decision that each, uh, each family needs to make. Um, having said that, we also know many other missionaries who, like we are, are staying in Lviv for the time being. Um, our vehicle is fueled, it's ready, and if the need arose, we could leave the city in ver- on very short notice. Now, in conclusion, I want to make a couple of final comments. First of all, and you know, I'm sure this is obvious, but I'll, I'll say it, uh, please pray for us and pray for the safety and the liberty of the Ukrainian people. This is a scary time. It's a perilous time. We are in uncharted waters, not only in Ukraine, but uh, in world affairs in general. This is the largest Uh, You know, armed conflict of this kind that we've had in Europe since uh, since World War II. We continue to believe that God led our family to Ukraine and that he has a plan in all this. We do not regret that we came back from the States. Um, We are at peace and we have calm and we are trusting the Lord. We know that our deliverance comes from him and we are trusting his guidance. Uh, We are open to the potential need for fast, prudent action as the situation develops in the coming hours and days. And we'll be watching and listening very closely uh, to possible indicators that the time may have come for that action. We're also very conscious of the many Ukrainians who are hurting right now um, as a result of this foreign aggressor uh, and their attempt to take away the Ukrainians' homes. Our desire is to do what we can to minister, to help, to bless people, to shine the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ in this land. I want to say that I do not believe that Ukraine's story will end here. We love this people and their country, and we count it an honor to have a place near them during this trial. So thank you for praying for us as always. Thank you for your concern. If you have questions or reactions or suggestions, or if you've heard something or or whatever, please feel free to reach out to us. Uh, You can always visit our website at ofreport.com. And there's a contact page there with a little form. You can quickly send us an email. If you have our our direct email address, you're welcome to contact us there or on social media, whatever is convenient for you. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. And um, we're pressing forward. We are trusting the Lord And we know that he is greater than any evil that we may face on this earth. So thank you and may God bless Ukraine.